0: Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
1: We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
0: how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. Why Fit Pros Should Value a Consultation, Season 10, Episode 23.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. are. So today's FitPro session, we're going to kickstart and we're going to talk about why uh, FitPros should value a consultation.
0: Yep, and as part of that, we're going to understand why a lot of FitPros don't do consultations. Nice,
1: I like this. So a bit of a deep dive there. We've got six things to cover. We're then going to jump into what might go into a consultation. So either a single or double consultation and look at the the subjective analysis, so the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of a client, and then the second part of a consultation would be more like of a dynamic consultation, whereby you're actually looking at um, what they can the actually facts. do. The, the facts, measurements. Yeah, the measurements, um, and I don't just mean like hip to waist measurements. I mean like measurements based on what happens in C1 Which consultation number one yep. yeah and then we wrap it all together with uh, you know how do you assess this and what does all this information mean Um, and facts that allow you to move forward with a client so I'm excited for this one because yeah. I think yeah One thing
0: I definitely need to point out early on is that we could talk a lot about consultations. Like when I, in fact, even when we do this with the PT group, we do consultations over almost an entire day.
1: Yeah, that's why I went a minute ago, I'm excited about this one. And I was like, what, 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 what? How am I going to get everything out? <laughs> how am I going to get everything out? You know, there was that pause of like, we could talk so much. So we you know, this isn't the be all and end all of consultations by any means. But I hope we um, educate you. I hope you gain some new knowledge. I hope you build up your confidence. But also, I suppose, value. I think if you were to take one thing, mm. is to value the importance of a consultation for your client
0: and it might challenge your own beliefs or your own current practices so maybe in hearing a couple of little things from what we talk about today you're like oh I could put that in or maybe I'm going to change how I do something Well, that's
1: one of the things that uh, an attribute I talked about the weekend on the PT course in Milton Keynes was this behavioural flexibility now, we've all got very strong standpoints of like what we believe to be true, our thoughts, our own priorities, our own values, our own yeah. beliefs, you know, but actually having this behavioural flexibility. And I think that's what empathy is, mm. is understanding that just because I do something a certain way and I've got very you know strong ways of doing it, my client is also an individual, is a human being in their own right. Mm. And they have their own standpoint. And, you know, well, I've got to be flexible in my approach to meet them where they're at. Yeah. That's that's empathy. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And so I hope that today's uh, fit session does challenge you and it challenges your behavioral flexibility to say, I currently do this as my standard practice and I don't necessarily do a consultation, for example. But following today, I hope you can see the value in doing it yeah. and it challenges you because it's about the client, not us.
0: Yes. And we're going to really focus on how this relates to the client, definitely. So let's dive in. Um, One of of the things I want to start off with is really understanding why a lot of fit pros think it should be free.
1: And a lot (laughs) of
0: people don't do a consultation because they don't value it. And this is quite clear because they go, well, how would I fit that in? Is that just a freebie I do before I meet them? Or give it away for free. before they do their training? And often it's built on the foundations of somebody doing a... Um, like they do one to one, but they do it all as an hourly rate, so twenty pound and oh, twenty pound an hour. God, I went back a few years, thirty pound an hour. <laughs> well, let's whatever like, it might yeah, be, yeah, doesn't matter what the rate. Whereby is, yeah. you have your per hour slot for that exercise session, rather than necessarily like a package that your client buys into. So obviously, a consultation isn't that exercise session. So people think, oh well, it can't be as valuable. I'll give it for free at the beginning. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people, if they do do one don't value it enough and therefore... I I
1: want you to consider like straight out the gates here is if you're going to go straight into training, you're somewhat guessing on their approach for the... Uh, the, the principles of training, of specificity, of, of progressive overload, of adaptability, of individuality. And I, I'd imagine we'll all agree on you know, some of the, the attributes of having empathy and being able to relate to the client and being able to communicate with the client. That all comes from, in order to pull all of those off, mm-hmm. all of that comes from a consultation. And so if we go straight into training, you are lit, I believe you're literally doing the client a disservice because we're somewhat guessing
0: we We also don't have a
1: very clear start point and therefore what are we working towards
0: Mm. and i think that's also very confusing and so often when i've had a question from a fit pro come through and that might have been via fit processions it could have been in our inner circle facebook group but often the question relates to being lost in their planning they don't know how to plan for their client or they're looking for some new funky exercises and often that's because they're not able to understand what's actually happened with the client or what the client really wants. And that all comes down to not actually having a consultation. And
1: out of a consultation comes a very clear outcome goal. Now you yeah. can break this down into a series of performance goals and then weekly or individual micro goals.
0: And then that leads into the planning. So you now know how to plan and it all makes sense.
1: So if we go back to your point of like FitPro's, you know, the, free, the freeness, I suppose, is that even a yes. word, of that consultation, I, I want you to consider that the consultation is worth double of any physical session because now with the consultation you've got very clear light shined on the exact things of specificity, individuality, Mm. adaptability, progressive overload. I know what the client's outcome goals are, why they want it, not just from their surface level answers but from their Deeper level answers of like, what does it really mean to them to lose weight? What does it really mean to them to get their couch to 5k? Like, it's more than just crossing the line. It's more than just stepping on the scales, right? There's a deeper feeling behind that. What's their deeper
0: motivation? And
1: now you've got... okay. Now I know what I can measure, manage and monitor. Mm. I now know what my performance goals are going to be in week four, week eight or week 10 or whatever it might be. And now I know exactly what to do this week based on what has just been gone in the the consultation. So should it be free? No, 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 it shouldn't.
0: And if you do a pay-as-you-go model and you're looking to keep your pay-as-you-go model, I would still pay as you go for your consultation so make it a thing that is needed that somebody includes well, as part with of that.
1: that let's jump to the third bullet point because that links quite nicely mm. is that the client doesn't expect so this is in our in our notes here we are planned listen to this we are planned <laughs> um, the third point so we we'll jump we will go That's back fine. to number two yeah. the client doesn't expect to start with a consultation now this is a key point because it comes down to your marketing marketing and sales are two different things marketing Mm -hmm. is you going to the marketplace and and showing off your services or products okay so so if you went to your local sunday market you would turn up there'd be lots of stalls and there's lots of um jam and cheese well but you know it doesn't (laughs) matter lots of different stalls and they're showing off their their products yeah okay in advance of you buying them so you walk around and you go there's a there's a, a jam stall over there. then I mean, you go and look over at another jam stall and you're like, oh, I prefer this one because they've done it in X, Y, and Z or they've demonstrated their service or their product in a different way. Yeah. And it entices you in. Now, I want you to consider that on your online and offline marketing, you're going to go to the marketplace where fit pros market themselves and all of the potential prospects or potential clients are wandering around and they're seeing that you well, you're going to demonstrate that there is a consultation
0: you're going to explain that part point, of it part yeah. of it
1: yeah and if so you it's do of that no surprise
0: marketing
1: so just, so just jump back in so it's of no surprise that when the client signs up they know they're going to get a consultation in the first week mm. so now uh, they do value it and they do expect it
0: and actually they might choose you because, because of that. yes completely. And actually you've shown the strength and the value of including that consultation yes. time. And also like a consultation is so valuable. I mean, when was the last time you got to sit down and talk about what you really want and articulate it without any distractions with somebody asking you questions about it to help you progress, feeling like somebody's going to guide and support you and, and understand cares. you and is empathetic. Like, that just never happens. And actually Well it th-
1: not in the maybe not I'm going to take yeah. away the never. I'm going to call you out on that. Because if we industry hop now, mm, okay, okay. Yeah. so if I want to take my car to um, a garage and it's got a problem, yeah, I either sit down over the phone or when I get there, we discuss the problem. Mm-hmm. That's a consultation. Yes. Okay. When I um, go to the GP or the doctor, we sit down, we have a consultation before any examination takes place. Yeah. When I um, go, on to, go into a travel agent, I sit down and you have a consultation of what would you like from a holiday? Where would you like True. to go? Would you yeah, like to go yeah. to a hot place or a cold place? It's a consultation. You know, it doesn't matter what other industry I jump into... You know, we had a problem um, trying to figure out some coding on the website a couple of months back. So before we sorted out the coding, there was a consultation to see can I can you really help me and then, can I really help you? At the start
0: of any
1: relationship. At the start of any relationship. So if we industry hop, almost always there's some form of consultation that drives the very service or product you're about to That's experience. A nice
0: I like that. Absolutely. And that means that we can then have that expectation to say, I'm going to do that too in this industry. But we
1: can, you could, for example, let's say you've already got a couple of clients, you could get a testimonial from a client, you could record about their consultation, you could record part of their consultation, you could talk about them with anonymity in third person about the consultation. If you've not yet started, you could talk about the revaluing of a consultation that you did on your PT course Mm. so that you could demonstrate why online or offline marketing, why a consultation is a fundamental part to you moving forwards with a client.
0: Yeah, and as it being fundamental, you're able to, and you value it, and you're uh, associating the fact that it's not done for free. So we've done those yep. already, but also that you're putting time aside because you value it. Yes. And by putting that time aside, this also allows you a chance to onboard your clients.
1: So this was point number two. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it allows you to onboard them so that they're part of that whole seamless journey. There's nothing worse than when you first buy something. Let's just. You've bought something, and then immediately there's there's a gap between buying it and being able to do something. To consume it. Or, yeah, and you feel like the communication is laxed between the two. And that's where something called buyer's remorse starts to kick in. And buyer's remorse is whereby you start to doubt the fact that you made the right decision, and it usually leads to either a refund or a delay in starting. But instead... As soon as you have an onboard process, as soon as somebody's bought with you, instead of like, we'll wait till next week when we do a session and there's no communication, how do we then book in that consultation straight away so they know what to look forward to? How do we give them that little homework so they know what to go and do next? Mm -hmm. That's what builds up.
1: Well, in the new Fit progressions, which was obviously formerly known as uh, Fit Pro Thirty One, one of the yeah. things I've added in there is this analogy of a plane. Yeah. So I've already used for you know, you go down to the travel agent, you you have a consultation, you get your perfect holiday, you map it to the exact things you need, and you won. And then you book, and then immediately you get a receipt of payment, and you, you get like a welcome pack, and then you're able to log in, for example, with the airline, and it tells you there is 300 days till your flight, <laughs> and then when it gets to 250 days, you get an email, so they're constantly in contact with you. Then it's like a few day, a few weeks before, have you got your insurance? A couple of weeks before, have you got your money sorted out? A week before, these are the ideal attractions to go and see when you get there.
0: Day four, don't forget your passport.
1: Don't forget your passport, and then on the day, it's a case of get there three hours early. you to meet these people you're going to go to boarding you're going to go through the gate you know you've all been away on you know i don't want to teach you to suck eggshells on that one but there's a process every step of the way to get you on board the plane yeah and that's really all we want, isn't it, as a, as, a, as a person? It's like, I'm on the plane, I can now relax. Yeah,
0: there's no
1: buyer's
0: remorse that stops that before they so get
1: on the plane. The onboarding is part of the consultation, is part of that. It's like, what's the logical next step? The moment they have a meaningful conversation with you to say, I would, I want to I wanna do your one-to-one, I want to join your boot camp, what's the very next step they do and the time frame for that. And the consultation is perfect to place in on that onboarding process because you're actually sitting down with the client or over Zoom and you're giving them, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour or an hour of your time where you legitimately deep down wholeheartedly care about their results, mm-hmm. where you're going to pluck and tease um, crucial information that is going to guide every step of your plan with them. They're going to walk away from that and they're going to be like, no other FitPro has done this for me today. And if you think about most people, they've yo-yo dieted, they've tried and consumed other products, they've done online, they've done boot camps, they've hopped from gym to gym, they've given up time and time again. You could be the very first person that challenges the norm, I suppose, of how to do an onboarding process. And they walk away going, do you know what? I genuinely believe this time i'm going to do it which is Bandura's self-efficacy theory um of self-belief of yeah. going do you know what i think this person is genuinely going to help me and i'm ready to help myself they
0: have confidence they will achieve the outcome completely yeah exactly so onboarding it. is
1: more powerful it's not just a case of oh i see you on monday turn up at five o'clock in the morning for the class or i see you at the next spin class you know what are the logical next steps and how are they going to consume your service that's why it's so valuable and it's not something that that just gets passed to the side and oh, we do that at some point
0: and it's also really valuable because it's about that client it doesn't feel like it's generic and you will have a generic structure that you follow because that's organization that's a structure every so consultation, it, you know i've heard, has a generic i've structure. heard the term
1: cookie cutter approach last couple of weeks and cookie cutter doesn't mean that Everyone the cookie's gets, horrible. The cookie's horrible, but <laughs> everyone gets the same shape or everyone gets the same thing. For me, a cookie cutter is that there's a process or a system behind it. So, for example, um, inside your consultation, consultation one, for example, we'll talk about shortly, would be all subjective questions. All or, evaluated by opinion. All evaluated by opinion. Now, that's for cookie cutter, isn't it? It's all evaluated by opinion. What you go on and do in that session and ask is very individual mm. and specific to the client.
0: And it's so important to have that client-centered approach of actually the reason why I'm doing this is because I need to find out their individual requirements. I want to spend time with that person, Person, find out who they are. And often... The, one of the biggest barriers I've heard to why somebody doesn't want to do a consultation, so a fit pro doesn't do consultations, is because they've picked one particular fitness assessment that they dislike. I've heard this a lot. And they go, I'm not going to do a consultation because they don't like skin fold, or I'm yep. not going to do a consultation because I don't value CV testing, or it's not appropriate for my clients. Well, the big
1: one I hear is like, I'm not gonna do any fitness testing because uh, my clients and I don't like weighing on the scales. Yeah, but there's a gazillion different tests or assessments. So let's take away the word test because I think even the word test can actually be quite um, clinical. Clinical. It can be quite intimidating, but they're not. When you actually go through the PT syllabus or FitPro syllabus, depending on your modality, it's called an assessment. Mm. So we're assessing someone's current status. That would be their psychological status. And their physiological status of what they think and their opinions versus what they can actually do. So on the back end of these assessments, we actually get a series of facts. And, and, you know, yes, the facts sometimes can be quite hard to deal with. But it's funny how I, I don't know, I can, I can walk around my house right now and I can see that my laundry bin is overflowing. The facts are I don't like doing washing, but the laundry bin is overflowing. Yeah. I can open up the cupboards. We've not done a, a shop in the last couple of weeks. The cupboards are quite bare. The facts are there's not much food in my house. Mm. Okay. And that, that frustrates me. Do you know what i mean but i can that see frustration
0: will create action it
1: does that's the point yeah. whereas
0: if you didn't look at the laundry basket you would never have the fact to know whether it and was ever overflowing or not.
1: i can look at this the, the sink in the kitchen and say well there's a few bits from last night that still need washing up and the facts are that frustrates me that irritates me i should have done it and it shines light on areas that want to take action so Yes, you might do a cardiovascular assessment, you might do um, a psychological assessment, you might do a, something to do with a nutritional assessment. And the facts that come back might not be the ones you want to hear or see, mm. but they do in turn give us the fire in our belly to do something about it, if positioned in the, in the correct way by the FitPro.
0: And they also give a starting point which means that then when your client finishes their journey and gets their goal you actually now have proof of it Mm -hmm. like they might say i don't believe in scales or i don't want to be weighed but actually what they're after is fat loss then you're actually in a place whereby you You need to prove the before and the after in order to show them that they've achieved their goal. And that's value. This
1: is nothing about putting a before and after on social media, which I'm not a big fan of. This is about actually having a a before. This was your current assessment at point A in week one. And now in week 12, this is where you are at. And you can see your progression uh, or whatever that progression is and congratulate the client. And then the client can categorically say that... They have taken meaningful action that they should be proud of themselves and it is working.
0: Mm. So, think about the reasons why maybe you're not using a consultation, and if you're not, obviously. Mm. Uh, And is that because it's not relevant for the actual client or because you've maybe grown a dislike to one particular measurement or one particular thing that's stopping you? And I think just recalibrating that and thinking, actually, this is about the client, and if I value it, if I put time aside, if I value it cost wise. I can actually put it as part of my onboarding so that my client gets the best
1: journey. Because at the end of the day, if a client has a weight loss goal, there's a gazillion ways to measure um, the progression of their weight loss. Mm. Just because one test prob- might not sit well with the FitPro U or fit sit well with the ideal client, that doesn't mean that we negate the entire process of onboarding with a consultation
0: yeah exactly yeah exactly so um where i want to go next is the fact that we advocate what we call a double consultation but you could do a consultation in any method possible you could do a single one
1: i'm a big fan of 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 seeing the consultation as two parts Mm. so subjective being the first part validated by opinion and thoughts feelings and emotions of the client so they're thoughts of where they are right now and then the second part is an objective assessment whereby you're actually doing something an an actual test for example a blood pressure test a physical measurement fact fine so the first part is 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 validated on opinion so the client's opinion could be my um yeah my food's absolutely fine right now i'm pretty healthy and then upon a 24-hour recall on a food diary or a, or a five-day food diary, or perhaps they've been logging stuff on um, okay. MyFitnessPal, tells a different story or backs their, story, their, their, their opinion up. Mm. Or perhaps, a, you know, a client turns around and says, you know, I've been going to the gym for six months. I'm doing really well on my running. Um, I'm really happy. Um, I, I've done a couple of 10Ks. And then when you and, uh, do a, an objective, let's say a 12-minute Cooper run test, They back that up with a strong VO2 max score, which is, you know, the amount of oxygen you can take in, transport and utilise. Or perhaps they have actually been working really hard in the gym and they fall into the normative data of superior for their age group, Mm. for the distance they travelled in 12 minutes. Or likewise, or conversely to that, they fall into below average, which would, you know, say, well, you have been going to the gym you know, you can log those, I can see that, but what you've been doing hasn't necessarily been helping you develop your cardiovascular fitness. That's where the plan now goes.
0: Yeah, so it allows you to focus on your plans and actually having these... I'm a fan of the two consultations, like you said, because actually it gives you time and space to be able to do each of them. And I remember way back when, when I started in a gym environment, and it was one consultation that you had to do, which included both. So the first part was asking some questions about goals. You asked some questions about goals, barriers, injuries, etc., which is the subjective side. And then you would go and do some standard measurements, which were just the normal standard measurements, so the static tests of height and weight and BMI, hip to waist circumference. Um, Sometimes it would be a fat percentage via a tanita machine or bioelectrical impedance. Um, maybe a fit test in there, but it was a lot to cram in. And it actually felt like such a regimented, a, a no, it felt really regimented and a rush. Yeah. yeah. Where you're literally like, I've got to do this and I've got to move on to that, got to move on to that, which meant you didn't have chance to really let them explore the goals or talk back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, that's your goal. Lovely. Next question. And then the yeah, it's like, and we've there. got to move on to the hip and waist now. Like it felt really rushed. And yeah. actually by splitting it up, you can actually focus so much on rapport building consultation one, so much empathy, so many soft skills to be able to really elicit that communication and motivational change. But also
1: the client, you know, another reason could be like why a fit pro might not do a consultation is that the client might feel intimidated to mm. doing some of these tests. Mm. Okay. Whereby they may have to, um, you know, take a jumper off and now be, you know, bare sleeved or in a t-shirt. They don't mm. like, you know, there's lots of reasons why, but again, that comes down to, you know, you would, you would delay those or, or negate those worries or fears in your marketing, but I've digressed slightly and I've forgotten where I was going to go.
0: <laughs> so you are saying about um, how the like the difference is with consultations that a lot of people wouldn't do a consultation one, yeah. because of
1: I can't remember. You can I'm going to keep this. I'm not going to edit where we're we going to go, Haley. <laughs> so this is a this is I an example. G- <laughs> this is an example of of you know a lot of fit pros don't do. Uh, content because they go, oh, what happens if I forget something? I, Are you going to
0: keep this one in? I'm going to keep, keep this one
1: in. Like, it's gone.
0: Well, I was going to... It's okay. It'll come back yeah, in a second. It will do. Um, so I was going to say that actually the consultation one allows you that time and space to I've find got out... It. Oh, there you go. I've got it.
1: Well, <laughs> what was you going to say before I forget? <laughs> it
0: allows the time and space to, to find out what your client really wants and needs. Yeah. And then in doing so, you actually know what test. That's
1: what I was going to say. ...to go
0: and do I've, I I, I think you part. were mind
1: reading. So yeah, that's my point. Is like The first point is like, the spend a lot of time inside consultation one. I don't see like hours, but time and space to actually explore the client's goal. Mm-hmm. Now you can come back, you know, a couple of days later to do consultation number two, knowing that the tests you've selected are ideal for the client
0: and aren't going to be something that they find intimidating. That's, that's yeah. the link to intimidating, so if yeah, they completely. Didn't like- Uh, uh, the idea of being poked and prodded on a skinfold caliper, well, is there a different opportunity to show their progress But does the goal
1: need any level of of fat percentage taken anyway?
0: Or if the goal does, then is there a different way of doing it? Completely. Or you turn around and go, well, actually, no, what they do need is a CV fit test, or I need to do a squat assessment, or I need to do a flexibility test based on the goal. And actually, that makes... Um, consultation too really purposeful and actually you can use that time rather than just going through his normal battery of tests the same which would be the time. cookie
1: cutter approach
0: yeah you actually now personalize that most of your time and can find out what your client is doing right now which gives you key information for your first session with them yeah. you know like, well actually to do a 10 rep max on a leg press you're at 100 kgs lovely i now know when we start our programming that you're at 100 kgs on, leg, on your leg press. Like, you know that category. But also,
1: what comes out of, say, uh, doing like a DeLorman Watkins protocol to find out yeah. their 10 rep max on a, on a leg press, for example, and assess leg strength, okay, mm-hmm. or leg, leg uh, uh, muscle. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was really technical, wasn't it? Leg strength. <laughs> muscular strength.
0: Endurance. Muscular strength
1: endurance, I get my words out. Would be, it, it, you get a lot of other feedback actually during that assessment. Can the client push themselves? Can yeah. the client motivate themselves? Can the client comfortably and confidently take the weights on and off the machine?
0: They understand what overload feels did like? Did
1: the client understand what overload feels like? Did the client have good posture? Did the client hold their breath? Did the client breathe really heavily? Did the client...
0: Have any key misalignments? Did,
1: did, did they say at some point, oh, I can't do any more? Or did they voluntarily say, yeah, we can put another 15 kg on.
0: Were they familiar with sets and rest
1: And resting between sets. So you're not just getting the assessment come back of they can lift 100 kg on their legs, you're getting the assessment back of all these other hidden benefits that says, when I go into the gym next week on session one and I actually attack the individual micro session, I now know how to progress my client, how to push my client, what words they used particularly. Let's say they go, oh, that was fantastic, an awful lot. I'm really pleased with myself. You can now mirror that so, they become pleased with themselves and they feel fantastic. Mm. It's no more guessing when you go into the first session of, the, of, of their program because the light shined upon that 10RM DeLorme Watkins assessment gave you the, the actual ingredients your client wants. So, let's say they, they, the client constantly says on that assessment, I don't think I can lift anymore, I don't think I can lift anymore. You now know that that's gonna appear on the lat pull down when you do a, do a superset onto shoulders press. You, you could get a feel for what does your client do or act or their opinion about
0: being, in being
1: challenged in the gym.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's really valuable information on everything that you get from both consultation one and consultation two. So the main thing is to not forget that information mm. as you move into how you compose the goals and your priorities for planning and then move into the planning section. And this is the other reason why I think consultations end up not getting valued is because then they're, largely the information gets forgotten about so it doesn't come back to it. But if you can get this right and you can really find out what motivates your clients with these nice big open questions in the first consultation, find out their starting status in the second consultation. The time you've grouped your goals together, your so, goals. Goals, so your yeah, client girls. knows exactly what they're doing and what they're aiming for, you now know what motivates them. Yeah. You know how to keep them Perfect. motivated. You know when they need you. You know what their barriers are. And that's worth 10 times anything yes, without it because you're actually at a point whereby... You know your client's going to slip up before they even do. And you can it's, actually get It's a foregone conclusion, there. isn't it? Do you know what they're, t- what they're going to fall over so you can show them. There's a great big rock on this pathway. Let's move around it together. Yeah, and let's go let's, over
1: it, shoulder barge through it. Yeah, go, your go, client's you know.
0: actually going to get a result. Whereas rather than starting off without that consultation and trying to fumble your way down well, this bumpy path of obstacles and potholes... The, you can actually navigate. Well let me pull it. that
1: let me let me just like go straight back. I think you've summarised it nicely, would be the client has come to you for a particular result. How does the client know if they've got a result when they don't know when they started? Mm. So they could they could they could turn around and, and say, Oh, I've lost I've lost five pounds in the last month, you know, um, Karen as the Fit Pro and, and the Fit Pro Karen goes, Wicked, like, well, that's great news. That's great news. But where did that five pounds come from? And was that in the last three weeks or the last five weeks? What was it respons- What was the ingredient mm. in planning that was responsible for that five pounds weight loss? Was it the classes? Was it the nutrition? Are they doing something else outside with another trainer? Are they going to a different boot camp as well? Like, What is the variable that's actually pulling off this result? The only reason a client's coming to you is for a result anatomically or physiologically or psychologically so the question has to come down to in order to see the result at the very end I must know where they started to manage them across their eight week plan or their 12 weeks with me or their number of sessions to measure their progress through performance related goals on a on a periodic like mesocycle approach. So at the end of the fourth week, eight week, and 12th week, now I can monitor them daily. I can check in and monitor their progress. I can monitor their action. I can monitor them like I am. See yourself as a, like a walking CCTV.
0: Mm. And the nice thing about monitoring is you're finding out what variables created the result. Created sold. that result because
1: through this measure manager monitor approach and, and double consultation, you've now got a very sound assessment of what they can do right now. Mm. Therefore we can get the perfect start point which works for adherence, which means I'm gonna get some progressive overload, but I'm not gonna absolutely, you know, batter the client and they're gonna be, you know, so sore so put off, or I'm gonna, you know, take chunks out of their self worth or self-efficacy mm. in those first week or so, but they never come back. It means that the first couple of weeks are perfectly pitched for enjoyment and adherence, which means their frequency goes up, which means they're more likely to attend. And when they do attend, they're more likely to pull off their result. Yeah. And I can measure them, I can manage them, and I can monitor their progress and say, this isn't working, let's try this. This isn't working, let's try this. Oh, that did work, great, let's do more of that. This isn't working, let's try this. And this is constant zigzag towards the result. And when they get the result, they go, I, never, I, I couldn't have done this without you but I can now know I can do it on my own without you.
0: And that's why you want to become a fit pro. And
1: that's why you want to to help people, to to help help people get a
0: result and to feel independent in what they're doing in their life. And
1: eventually make yourself, I suppose, somewhat redundant, if not totally redundant of you. So they can go on and be the ultimate raving fan and say that, you know, I went to this fit pro down the road, absolutely amazing. She did this, 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 and this. And then he did that, 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 and that. And I feel like I can do it on my own. And, I'm maintaining and progressing myself now with very little guidance of a fit probe. Like that's the dream, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it really is. But it
1: all comes from knowing that starting status and, and often that starting status can be a bitter pill to, to to swallow and see and chew. And sometimes it can be an amazing one. But at the end of the day, if I don't know the facts right yeah. now, I can't guarantee any. Progressive overload. I can't guarantee any uh, uh specific any adaptation to a demand or a particular result. So, I question. I really question. It's a big comment. It's a big flag in the sand of what I believe in. How any fit pro can't help? They can't. Can't help a client. Unless you have a consultation.
0: You have a consultation. So, uh, yeah. So, do you value a consultation? We definitely do. <laughs> do. And, and I know a lot of Fit Pros we talk to, and I, I'm expecting a few people to come back to us and go, I didn't have a place to put this, but now I've made a place to put a consultation.
1: If it were me, this is what I would do um, very quickly, and it's something I've put massive, a massive amount of time into the new Fit Progressions course, which comes out in a couple of weeks' time. But this is what I would do. I would have an ideal client with an ideal goal. So let's say, for example, I'm going to go after menopause, menopausal, postmenopausal ladies. Yeah, they're all of a very particular age. Let's just say between 45 and 60. Okay, I now know what they want and I know what they need. All my, not, all my research goes into this age group. Okay, I'm not concerned with guys. I'm not concerned with different age groups. I'm concerned with this particular problem. Now I would do a four to six week marketing campaign. I'd open up my doors in maybe week four. And I'd have my doors open to people enroll and list in my services for let's say two weeks. I'd be looking for maybe eight to ten ladies that fit my ideal client and have an ideal problem, and I have an ideal goal with them. Mm-hmm. I'd onboard them all within, say, a fifth or a sixth week. We would all start at the end of a start of week seven.
0: Yeah. Okay. All start together. All
1: start together, and in week. Week six and, and into week seven, they'd all have a consultation, whether that be a single consultation or a double consultation. The questions I get from them and answers I get from them determine their individual approach. But they also help me now market the next round that I go ahead and do, nice. keeping anonymity of those people. But mm. they, they've asked and answered some very strong questions about their problem.
0: Yeah, perfect. Now I
1: take all eight ladies through my eight week um, defined end program. So I know their start point and we have a defined end program, which is an eight weeks time. And each week logically progresses them towards a particular result. And then at the end and during that eight weeks, I would start my next bout of six weeks of marketing. Then in week seven, You've I got would, a
0: full business here, by the way. I would go ahead market.
1: and I'd have my week six and week seven. I'd open up the doors again. And then in week eight, I'd do my onboarding consultation one and two and start all over again. Now, the people that have just done my first bout, OK, I'd offer them a continuity program whereby they would, ch- I would charge a lot less. And they can join the next eight week challenge um, at a, a heavily reduced rate. And I'd keep them going. Uh, on a monthly basis, like an evergreen product, a continuity plan. Um, so I would have revenue coming from that and revenue coming from those that just want the eight weeks.
0: Yeah, there we go. That's a whole business plan. So, I notice that that included a consultation, even if it's group based training.
1: Yeah, oh, or one to one or, or semi private, yeah. it wouldn't matter. So It's structured in a way. I know when I'm marketing. I know when the doors open to my services. I know when they close. I know when I'm doing my sales calls. I know when I transition from marketing to selling. I know when I'm onboarding. I know what... Every uh, one of my menopausal ladies is going to get not just beyond like the welcome email, the welcome pack, um, how they're going to get access to a closed Facebook group, what videos they're going to watch in that first couple of days. I know how they're going to be invited to their consultation. I know what woofoo form I'm going to use. I'm, it's going to be so straightforward. So I may literally go, this is simple. Why has no one done this for me before?
0: And then they get a
1: result. And then I know exactly what I don't know, let's give me give me a name of one of my Sally. ladies, Sally. I know exactly what Sally's problems are, even though I've done all my research around menopausal ladies. I know perhaps you've experienced it yourself, um, uh, and you know exactly what, what this person wants and needs, but Sally said it in a slightly different way, or Sally's got this key word that she likes used, or she has a particular, uh, her own personal, you know, fear or worry, which we all do. Now you know how to skirt round it, help her with it and, and and get her to a result where she can feel happy. She can feel confident and she gets the thing she came for. I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's so there's a cookie cutter approach there, but... How do I work with Sally? The more I want you to consider...
0: individual amongst a group.
1: The more you have this cookie-cutter approach, the more I want you to consider, in fact, that you can make it even more individual because you can relax knowing that the system you've deployed works, mm. okay? And then you can go, right, based on the fact I know the system works... I'm just going to focus on being a great outstanding fit pro with soft skills for build empathy, build rapport, build trust and my clients get to really know like and trust me and I can move forward knowing that my systems work.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd love to know love what your that. big takeaway is. I feel yeah. I feel like, you know, it's not uh, my aim was was to hopefully build some knowledge and some confidence and some value in in a in a consultation process and onboarding a client, you know, I, in hindsight, it, I maybe came across a little bit preachy. I don't know. No, no, no. no like,
0: like what, I didn't want to convince we've you. We've even called it why FitPro should value a consultation. Well, so it's loaded at the beginning. We know that it's look, valuable.
1: But if you look at the, the, the national occupational standards, this is actual standard protocol that has been industry set. It's not something of our opinion. It's, uh, all it's
0: levels, what, it's at level
1: two gym. It, it's level three PT. It's in level fours, and it, and it only, the more you go up through the levels, the, the more the more focus goes into a consultation. So it's not something that we we preach and practice and say you should do. It's something that uh, as a as a board of people that define these national occupational standards that say this is this is an industry ready. This is what the industry requires. This is what the end user actually needs and actually requires. It's collectively. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, like, um, come to a conclusion yeah, that that's
0: concluded, what, yeah.
1: what, what needs to be in place. Mm-hmm. So It's it, considered, it's, already.
0: Yeah, it's considered exactly. already. It's considered
1: already. Yeah. It's part
0: of the guidelines. So, um, yeah, I'd love to know what your big takeaway has been regarding consultations. Are you going to go from this and say, yeah, I'm going to do a consultation I wasn't before? Are you going to turn around and say, I'm going to tweak how I do my consultations? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to implement it in a different type of way. Um, or maybe you've got questions for us either way what's been your big takeaway I'll drop a comment, uh, a link that will allow you to uh, go, to go into in our a circle. Inner Circle Facebook yeah. group or send us a message with your big takeaways. And if you're on Spotify, you'll be able to drop in a little comment. where.
1: My big be. takeaway very quickly, and I do it inside 30 seconds on the clock here, <laughs> is the plane taking off, from mm. right from going into the travel agents and having a consultation, picking yeah. the right thing and going through each individual step before you get on the plane. Now, if you figure that... Your the equivalent tr- of your training in the gym is you, is the client sitting on the sunbed in in, in yeah. Ibiza. That's the actual result. They can't get
0: there in a second. They
1: can't get there straight away. So what are the logical steps before the client lays on the sunbed? What are the logical and steps before, yeah, before they step foot in the gym on that very first session? Why 33 seconds, it. that was. What's your takeaway? Thirty Why seconds. My takeaway, I can do it in
0: less than okay. 30 seconds, is that you may have lost it out of what you've done as general practice so you know you learned it at level two gym level three pt but if you've lost it it's never it's never too late to turn around and say i'm going to reevaluate my processes and see why i'm going to change those Perfect. and and value it from a client journey point of view not what we like or dislike
1: 28 seconds i hope you've enjoyed today uh, I apologise for my gravelly voice. It's still recovering from a weekend in my classroom. Hopefully, it'll be better by next week. Um, yep. I hope you've enjoyed it. Let yep. us know. Drop a comment in me in the circle. And
0: if you're on iTunes, make sure you leave that five star review because that to get helps to. us yeah. uh, be able to reach more people just like you. So make sure you go and do that one. And make sure you know what are uh, your big
1: takeaways. And with that, we will see you bright and breezy next Monday for another episode, episode twenty four of season ten. See you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman.
0: And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
1: We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
0: how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.